0: And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Cheers y'all. We're going to dive right on into it. So today we're going to elaborate on again, it's a multi-part series looking at disordered eating, eating disorders, and we're actually going to have um, two guests come on for the next episode for next week, which I'm really excited about. We're going to have one of our nutrition coach and experts coming on, Coach Kelsey, as well as one of our fighters, uh, Colleen Daly, who's also certified trainer, coach, as well as a fighter. So we're going to have a really interesting, unique perspective. Um, you know, I shared my kind of personal experience. Coach Chuck is gonna share his experience throughout this journey as well. And we wanted to also have a female perspective from both a fighter and athlete perspective, but honestly just from like an in general fitness perspective. But today we're gonna be looking at a combination of both, if you yourself are having some thoughts around, hey, I might honestly have, I can relate to these symptoms, but I might have an eating disorder or I do have an eating disorder, what do I do? As well as you might suspect a family member, a loved one or someone close to you has these symptoms or might have the actual disorder and eating disorder itself. What do I do? What can you do? So this is a really important piece here because it's one thing to be able to say, hey, I've already got you know, some awareness to this or this is what to look out for. But now what? That's, that's always the big thing I always talk about from a business, from a personal perspective, from everything in my life. It's not just enough to have the variable, the question, the problem, the, the initial aspect. But we also want to have an actionable step, a solution or something we can do in, in next piece to it. And that's what I wanted to hit you guys with today and bring that kind of home. And with that being said, what we'll look at is first... If it's a loved one in mind, if it's someone close to you in mind, if you're a parent and this might be a kid that you're thinking about, and I'm going to, again, add in just a little story really quick, and then we'll go into like what's next and what you can do about it. And then we'll look at just ultimately some of the actual risk factors and predispositions to this. So knowing that, I'm gonna, again, I shared a bit of this story, but I wanna give you guys some more details into my personal experience, especially when I was 16, 15 to 16, when I first lost, I went from 230 pounds to about 150 pounds, which is a lot of weight, 80 pounds to lose. And I did it in like three to four months, um, which for me and, where I, and how I was doing it, it, it obviously wasn't healthy and I'll tell you why or how I know that because, you know, I started losing my hair. I also have a genetic predisposition to hair loss, you know, as you guys might be able to tell. Um, as well as I lost a massive amount of muscle. Even though I wasn't like a jack 230 pounds, I was an offensive lineman. I was an athlete. I did have muscle on my frame. Now, at the end of it, I was actually stronger once I started dialing in my nutrition. But when I initially went from 230 to 150, I did lose muscle and I did lose some aspects of performance. I actually Even though my mile time, some tangibles I was looking at got better, I actually didn't get that much stronger, that much faster in a sprint capacity and a power capacity. So what I ended up doing is I basically went from eating, not knowing how much I was eating to tracking my calories, eating around uh, 2,000 calories a day, training twice a day. I would run every single day, six days a week. And then I would weight train pretty much five, six days a week. Then during baseball season, which was the whole reason I lost weight in the first place, I would do that. And then I would still train. So I was doing two to three sessions a day. And again, that wasn't healthy. So I thought, well, I'm eating 2000 calories. That's like, you know, based on my calculations on what my basal metabolic rate is and where I should be at. But I wasn't factoring in how much calories I was burning with exercise, how much I needed as a growing teen. And then ultimately, here's the thing. I saw symptoms of, I started losing my hair. One of the other ones is I stopped basically growing. Honestly, I I was, you know, six foot at the time, I'm still six foot, but you know, based on all like doctor projections and, and genetic history of where my family was at, I was probably supposed to be like six, two, six, three. And again, tests aren't always the most accurate, but based on that information, I was like, Oh, I obviously sacrificed things that I wasn't thinking about at the time and started creating a potentially really unhealthy behavior pattern. And then my family started getting suspicious. Like I remember there was times my aunt would follow me to the bathroom to see if I was throwing up or she's like, don't flush the toilet. I want to see, you know, and like maybe the way to handle that wasn't the best. Like that was a little bit of bracing, but it was because they cared. And then my family actually sent me to a nutritionist. They got me a strength coach and my strength coach helped me tremendously. And my nutritionist helped me tremendously. I'll be honest. I was very apprehensive to even eat more than what I was doing because I was like, Oh, well, I want to see weight. I wasn't actually checking. Checking my body fat percentage and my strength coach, shout out to John Furrier and the team at Acceleration Sports Training in Deer Park, Long Island, New York. They're still there. They actually have a second location now. Um, they're a massive, uh, in my opinion, influence into where I've gone in my life path. And, and having a professional is huge. And even my nutritionist was helpful with putting that, but honestly, my strength coach was the most influential um, just because of the relationship we had. So I say all this to say, for the families out there, for the loved ones out there, for the friends out there that might be concerned about one, we're going to dig into, you know, how you could potentially start to handle this. Again, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. This is just some things I'm pulling and then I'll put the resources and references below from eatright.org from different types of government agencies and like accredited organizations that you can pull from that have a gold standard around this, as well as again, the risk factors at play. So one, if you are concerned that a loved one might be kind of embodying these symptoms and signs. First, try to be mindful of what are you doing right off the bat. Meaning like, are you talking about dieting? Are you talking about in yourself, like restricting your own foods? It might bring light to some things that you're doing that you didn't even think about. You didn't even realize like, hey, I'm dieting. I'm on a diet right now. Those words can be trigger words, potentially. I'm not like a huge fan, honestly, in our culture in our society right now with like, hey, everything's a trigger word and all that, but it is something important to be aware of. So that's first and foremost. What are the words you're using? And then what are you doing in front of that person? Are you like restricting your calories? Are you forcing yourself to exercise? Is it something that you might even have a variable to deal with as well? That's one. Two, have a conversation with them. Just talk to them. Not even saying, hey, I think you have these things, but like, hey, how do you feel about your relationship with food? Or I'm I'm just curious, like, what do you like about food? What do you like about exercise? Like, try and just have an open conversation, have an open dialogue. And that's what I'm doing and our team wants to do with the content we're putting out this month and in general always, but specifically with this topic, is create a dialogue pull back the curtain a little bit on this and create a transparent perspective where like hey you're not alone and whether you're a fighter whether you're an athlete whether you're a fitness enthusiast or someone just thinking about getting into the fitness space from hey i want to invest in my health this is an important piece of it this is where it can become a slippery slope and that's why i want to bring that conversation to it we and and lof wanted to bring this conversation to it so that's number two Have that conversation number three seek help when appropriate. Meaning if you have a kid that's under 18 and you can talk to their doctor and have that conversation, talk to their doctor. Be able to say, hey, I'm concerned about this. What do you think? And if you're not and they're above 18 and maybe you can't have that conversation with their doctor, talk to your own health and medical team or your professionals or saying, hey, and then try and then elaborate on to the conversation with your loved one, your friend, whatever. And be like, hey, have you talked to your doctor about this or just without probing and bringing shame, try and just have an open conversation. So that's a little bit on how you can approach it from a loved one, from a professional, from a family member. Those are some of the actionable steps. Now, let's look at some of the risk factors. This is another important variable. And again, I'll put resources and references below for you guys to see this and dig into it if you want more. Some of the risk factors that may kind of contribute to this is having already other types of mental, dis- mental health disorders and conditions. For example, anxiety, depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, that can start to feed these types of behavior patterns. Also, another one is family history. Again, going back to like, hey, Does someone else in your family or you or someone related close to that person have their own experience with disordered eating or eating disorders? That's why I'm at this point in my life having two daughters. I have a three-year-old and -and one-and-a-half-year-old or just over one-and-a-half. I'm very aware of the words. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. What words we use in front of our kids. And honestly, I have a home gym. This is what I do for a living. So I'm very um, even well-versed in this space. And even I still have my own concerns or trying to be aware of Hey, are we we being mindful of this? And I don't want them to have shame with their body. I don't want them to feel like they were force fed or they have to stop eating or things like that. There's a balancing, a fine tuned balance that we have to explore there. So family history, being able to think about mental health, uh, conditions, disorders, or anything related to that, as well as being able to look at the environment they are exposed to and they are around. For example, the normified uh, aspects. I don't know if that, I'm pretty sure that's a word, right? Normified. Uh, the normalization. Let's we'll throw that out there. Of weight cutting in the like combat space, wrestling space, fighter space. It's everywhere, and I'm not saying that you know maybe we still have to cut weight for a fight, but how we approach it becomes important. So look at the environment, if your kid's wrestling or if you have like, for example, Lena's in dance, right? And one of the things that I'm always aware of is an athletes, especially for, for females, is the potentiality of body image, shame, or for wanting to fit this certain image and the pressure that can come from peers. Like I have a friend of mine that talks about his daughter is in dance and is like into the theaters or into theater and into like that entertainment world. And the pressure that comes from the peers of like, oh, well, like, look at, their body they're too big or like I want to be skinny like this person or that's why they're successful or whatever's going on there that's a massive component so look at those variables and keep that in mind so even if you haven't noticed or you haven't even thought to notice for the symptoms look at the risk factors around what could be going on and then simultaneously look at what you can actually do and even beyond the peer of ones, if this is you and you're relating to a lot of this stuff know again you're not alone I'll say this in every single piece of content we put out especially around this topic reach out to us I don't care about you know hey you can afford us or you can't There's everything from free resources all the way up to like things that are covered by insurance that if you don't have insurance to like, again, from free to paid and everything in between, we just wanna get you help if that's what you need. Or if you just need someone to talk to, reach out to us. Whether it's on social media, whether it's via our email, we'll have the information below. Just let us know. We don't want you to struggle through this alone because I know what that's like. To be very transparent with you guys, I remember there were stages of like, I felt very alone with that. And in that dynamic of, I can't talk to anyone about this, or I don't know who to talk to about this. And that uncertainty can be really, really detrimental. And especially this was in, you know, 2002, 2003, 2004. So the internet wasn't the same. I still had the internet, but it wasn't the same. There wasn't the same kinds of information and and, and things that put out there. So that's why I want to make sure I'm putting this stuff out there to help support. So with all that being said, again, I'm gonna keep it very simple, very effective, hopefully for you guys. Hopefully this was impactful. And again, if it was, Please feel free to let us know too, whether it's in a public space with the comments and chats, things like that, or in a private space like DM us, emails. We want to know if this is helpful. I want to make sure that I'm tailoring and catering things to you guys that has an impact. With that being said, that's going to do it here, y'all. I appreciate you guys. We'll be back again next week. We're going to have more stories, more insight. Again, make sure you're following if you're not already and cheers y'all. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching listening consuming that episode if you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already please like Uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization. And we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.